Hello, this is Gary Van Wormerdam, and this is the Awareness and Consciousness Podcast from PathwayToHappiness.com. This podcast is about what is a belief, understanding beliefs. And at the same time, I'm also going to attempt to answer that question that people often ask me, what's wrong with me? Why do I feel this way? What's wrong with me that I feel this way? That's, uh, that's something that comes up when people are challenged by emotional issues, the kinds of issues that I address in my course, the Self-Mastery Program on my website, which is the series, an audio series of particular practices and exercises that you can do to change your beliefs and change the negative thoughts in your head and change the emotional reactions you have and just emotionally how you feel overall. The first few sessions of that series are free, so you can test drive it and see if it makes sense to you. What I do in these podcasts is give more of a lay of the land, the overview of what's going on in our mind, why things are happening, why we feel the way we feel, so that we have some perspective. And if you find that this makes sense to you and you decide that you want to change, you'll find the steps to do that in the self-mastery course at my site, pathwaytohappiness.com. So let's start with a story, talking with a gentleman, Jim, who's asking me, what's wrong with me? And his state was, basically, he's fighting depression. Barely gets out of the house and off the couch some days. Uh, feels miserable. Lots of chatter in his head. Lots of negative chatter in his head of being a failure and not good enough. Emotionally feels miserable. A lot of days. Some days it's great and he's off and he feels great at work and doing things. And outside-wise, Jim looks great. He's a martial artist. He's got a PhD. He's running his own business. He's very successful in so many regards. But internally, he feels miserable. And so he asked me, what's wrong with me? And my answer is to him the same as it is to everybody else I talk to. Nothing. You're fine. There's nothing wrong with you. Then he asked, well, why do I feel so miserable? Saying, well, you're fine, but you don't feel fine. And the reason you don't feel fine is because of all the negative thoughts running through your head, all sourced in all those negative beliefs, false beliefs, fear-based beliefs. And all the negative thoughts arise from those, and you react to the beliefs and the thoughts emotionally, and those emotions aren't pleasant. So no, you don't feel fine. You're fine. But the program set of beliefs and thoughts running through your head, you're having the appropriate emotional reactions to because they're fear-based and they're negative thoughts and beliefs. So the emotions are appropriate to that. And they aren't fine. They don't feel fine at all. And that's what you're feeling. But underneath it all, the core essence of what you are, you're perfect. There's nothing wrong with you. And... This is my essential message to everyone. If you're listening to this, what I'm telling you is you're fine. If you're troubled, you're having emotional reactions, doing drama, self-sabotaging your relationship or your finances, or even if you're doing that, you're fine. You may be operating with a system of beliefs 
that are negative and false and fear-based. And that's a problem. But you're not the problem. Let me break out the layers of it this way. The things that Jim notices are his thoughts and his emotions. That's like if we take a metaphor of a computer. What shows up on your screen? What's displayed when you type words or numbers into a spreadsheet or word processing program? Whatever your software program is, you you type that stuff in and it's displayed on the monitor. It's what you can see. Thoughts and emotions are stuff you can see. But it's not the software underneath. The software underneath is that spreadsheet program that's crunching the numbers. And it's made of all sorts of symbols and characters that software programs are written in. That's the belief system. We don't always see our belief system. We hardly see our belief system. We're not trained to look for it. But it's producing a lot of thoughts and emotions. Just like we don't see the software running on our computer. What we see is what's displayed on the screen. Now, underneath it all, there's a computer. There's a hardware to the system. There's a core processor and a motherboard and it's all those mechanics that make the computer run. It's the hardware. Now, you're that processor. That, that's centrally in this metaphor what you are. And you're fine. Your computer system is running perfectly. But if you're producing a lot of negative reactions, negative thoughts, unpleasant emotions, fear, anger, jealousy, insecurity, anxiety, that's because the software, meaning the belief system, has viruses. They're what I call false or fear-based beliefs that then produce what you can perceive in terms of very unpleasant thoughts and emotions. So you're the central processor in this. You've got a software program that's your belief system, and it produces what you display on the screen is the thoughts and emotions. Now, the thoughts and emotions might be bad, but that's not the problem. That's just what's displayed. What's really running the, your mind are these core-based beliefs, and they are all fouled up. And that's why you feel the way you do. That's why you experience your mind and emotions and your thoughts the way you do. And underneath it all, that computer, you, perfect. It's running perfectly. You are fine. You're just running a software program that has a virus of fear and false beliefs. And so what I pointed out to Jim is this question, what's wrong with me is actually, well, for one, it's got a big belief in it that I'm broken. And that's a belief in itself. And that's part of the program and thoughts that's generated. That Because now he can't answer the question because he's like, I don't know, I'm confused. And so he now feels confusion as an emotion. He feels like he's a failure because he hasn't figured this out. And for a PhD to not have an answer, that's very frustrating. And so he feels like a failure for not having figured out this question, what's wrong with me? But the problem is the question's bad. It's a falsely generated question from a virus in this computer that has him looking at him, the hardware. When in fact, he should be looking at the belief system in the software. So that question, what's wrong with me, 
is a really distorted question. It has us looking in the wrong place. It has us feeling like there's something wrong with us when there's not. Right? And it makes it hard to notice what's re the real problem, which is in the software, the belief system, and changing that program. So what I endeavor to do in this podcast is put our attention on this software program of belief system in our mind. So you have a better idea of what it looks like, how it affects us emotionally, and what's involved in changing it. I think having that lay of the land is extremely important if we're going to change the emotional reactions and our emotional states in our life, in our relationships, in our everything. Our beliefs are the main generator of our emotions. Our mind, the beliefs in our mind, the main generator of our emotions. There's other sources of emotions. There's actually several sources of emotions. But most of the negative emotions we feel are from the false and fear-based beliefs we have in our mind. And when you identify and you change those, which I explain how to do in self-mastery course, your emotions change and you feel better. You feel different. So what is a belief and what does it look like? That's a big question. There's multiple parts to a belief in the way it's constructed in our mind. And we're not trained to notice it. One of the things that's different about my program is I work to address all these different aspects of a belief. So you change the whole thing. You just don't change part of it. Because if you only change part of it, it kind of rebuilds itself. So you need to address all the aspects of a belief. So let me lay that out for you as best I can in this short audio. The first part to understand about a belief is imagination. It takes place in this vicinity of the mind. The thing about imagination is it's amazing. It's creative. It has incredible depth and can appear to extend forever. You can just imagine the stars going out in space, beyond galaxy, beyond galaxy, beyond galaxy. And you can imagine galaxies, hundreds, thousands of galaxies. And so how big is your imagination? You create this incredible virtual world in the mind that's massive. And then you can go within a galaxy within that world. And then a solar system within that galaxy and a planet within that solar system. And then you can imagine going into one person's head in that galaxy. Now you see we've gotten into layers and layers and layers. And now in that story, we go into one person's head and that person is imagining what's going on in somebody else's mind. It's imagining, oh, that person must think I'm an idiot or I'm wonderful. I'm the best person in the world. So there's layers that's expansive. And this is the, the field of imagination. And it's incredibly creative. If you watch kids play, they do extraordinary things. They take a box and 
you know, that box is their car, their airplane, their spaceship, and they're traveling all over the world and all over the state. They're visiting new places. They're in alien planets in their spaceship. And that all takes place in their imagination, even though they haven't physically left the living room. This is how creative and fast and amazingly our imagination works to project onto the world, the actual real world around us, a virtual world. And so while we live in the real world with its physical constructs, we also have this virtual world of our imagination, and it can change moment to moment. And in that virtual world, one of the things that happens is we can assume different identities. In that little kid's mind, you know, they become a superhero, they become a space traveler, they become a cowboy, an Indian, a fireman, a road builder. They become so many things. And they really feel that persona. When kids play, and they play dress up, or they play pretend, and they make tea and have a tea. Little kids, five-year-olds, you'll watch their whole body posture change, their voice changes, they their mannerisms change. They embody this whole personality of an adult princess having tea. And they're five, and they know how to do it. Because they imagine it, and then they embody it. They make believe. And while they're living in the regular world, in the same living room they've been in their whole life, or their playroom in their same house, all of a sudden it becomes this whole other world where they're having tea and they're a princess. And we do the same as an adult. Like Jim. He has, in his imagination, this picture that he's a failure, that there's something wrong with him. And he embodies that. It's a whole persona of having done enough, thinking other people are criticizing him in his imagination. And his body posture takes that on. His emotions feel that. He includes the mannerisms, all that. And even the thoughts he generates, the kinds of things he thinks, and the words that come out of his mouth are based on that persona of a broken person. There's something wrong with me. I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable. So within that belief field, not only is there imagination of what we project out into the world, but there is a persona we embody, not just this image, what is the self-image kind of picture we have of what we are, but no, we embody that and we say, that is what I am. And when we do that, now that picture of the world we project isn't just coming from ourselves. It's coming from this false identity, this e ego-created, mind-created image of what we are. We call it ego itself. It's our ego personality of something's wrong with us. It's false identity. The projection we have of the world is now from that false identity. And if we have the belief there's something wrong with me, I'm not lovable. What we project now and how we see the world that we imagine, it's no longer stars and galaxies and traveling in a spaceship or having tea. It is we project and see other people. 
We imagine what goes on in their imagination and assume that they think something's wrong with us or that we're not likable or we're an idiot or something negative. And our imagination field just doesn't include what's in our mind. It includes an imagination of what's in their mind. What makes this particularly tricky is now there's a factor in this imagination field we have to add that makes it a belief. And that's what I call faith, not a religious version of faith. But faith in terms of a kind of personal power we have to accept or believe or agree, yes, that's true. I accept that as a truth. And faith is a, is a personal power. It's a force that we invest into this imagination field that says, yes, that's reality. I agree to that. That is the world that I live in. And when we do that, it now looks like the real world. When we do that, we say that which is in my imagination is the real world. That which is my false identity is my real identity. And that agreement, when infused with faith, which is a very powerful force of our, our will, we lose the scene between what is in our imagination, our mind, and what's reality. And you can look to lots of beliefs that distort reality, you know, from anorexia, a woman's not able to see the real reality of her body versus what she believes her body to be. We look at what's going on in a financial market and we say, oh, it's just going to keep going up forever. And that looks like reality and we lose track of it's already going down. Or we imagine it's going to go down, it's going to be catastrophic, we're all going to end up on the streets or I'm going to end up on the streets. And our imagination creates that. We imagine ourselves in that identity role of that happening. We feel all the emotions as a natural result of believing that. And that appears to be reality. So, but what it really is, is a virtual reality. I often use the word dream because it's as if, we'll have it as a daydream, but it's as if it's even more real like a nighttime dream where the experience may be ridiculous of being chased by alligators walking on two feet and you're running for your life and you're afraid and you're experiencing as if it was real, you're having all the emotions as if it was real, but it's a dream. And because you're not aware it's a dream, you react the way you do. But when you wake up, you're like, oh my God, it was a dream, that was wild. Having that clarity, perception in terms of what's going on in your mind that is reality and maps clearly on the world as yes, that is the way the world is versus an awareness of what is virtual reality that we're trying to map or that we map onto the world and say, ah, this is my virtual reality of my imagination and belief system and that is reality. That's what I call awareness. That ability to perceive clearly that which is our imagination versus that's what is real. And this is, this awareness is crucial to 
sorting out what's truth and what's illusion in your life. What is make-believe and what is reality? What's virtual reality versus what's reality? That clarity perception is what I call awareness. Awareness helps you make a distinction between what is this false identity that I'm embodying and feeling that I'm broken, there's something wrong with me, construct, versus what am I really when I'm authentic and genuine? To perceive clearly the difference between the two and when we shift between one and the other. Having that ability is what I call awareness. So at first glance, a person might think, God, awareness, that's a no-brainer. I know what's real and what's not real. But we don't have that awareness when we're in a dream. We don't have that same level of clarity when we're in a daydream. We don't have that same level of clarity when we're having an emotional reaction. And we exaggerate things. Or we make assumptions about things. And we have thousands of thoughts a day. And our tendency is to believe what we think. And when we believe what we think, we create a virtual reality version. And it's unlikely that 10,000 of our thoughts are all accurate. So how many have we made that aren't accurate? That we then build a belief out of. So having that kind of awareness in the midst of emotional reactions is the critical time to have it. It's easy to sit back when you're relaxed and look at things in a very sober way. Oh, I know what's real, what's not real. But when you're in the midst of an emotional reaction, you're caught up in this virtual version of what's going on in your imagination. That's when it counts. So let's take someone as an example who has the belief, I'm not lovable. They're fine. They're perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with them in the core essence of what they are, that hardware system, the central processors, they're fine. But they had this software program somewhere they picked up, made the interpretation, I'm not lovable, and they agreed, yes, that's true, that's what I am. And they form this kind of identity that's false. And they put faith in it. Give it a kind of power. And now that identity projects out into the world, other people must see me as broken, false, not lovable, and they don't love me. And this is the virtual reality that's projected out to the world that appears as reality. And now that person imagines what's going on in other people's head. Now they really think it's going on in other people's head that these people don't like me, they must think I'm an idiot, they don't want to talk to me. That's not what's going on in other people's head. That's going on in the virtual reality of their own mind. But being unaware, they miss out on that, and they react as if it's real. They react in this virtual world emotionally as if it were real. Because our emotional system responds to, to stuff that it's believed to be real. And stuff that's to real. So if we believe it to be real, our emotions respond. That's just what our emotions do. Our emotional reactions to that is working perfectly. Our thoughts then that we have are, 
oh, they probably don't want to talk to me. I don't know what to ask. Or our thoughts are, let me try and impress them. What can I do that will make them laugh? What can I do to make them like me? And our, we can't come up with anything, but we try really hard, and then we feel like we failed because we didn't come up with anything. So all our thoughts are playing on this, trying to solve this problem of get people to like me bit. That's what's displayed on the screen of our mind. What's displayed in our experience emotionally is all this anxiety of trying to come up with the right thing to say and feeling like we're not coming up with the right thing to say. Our thoughts of what they must be thinking about us. This is on the display portion. This is what we notice. It's being displayed because the software system of I'm not lovable. And I'm this identity of a not lovable person and I project out and create this world where I cast all these people in these roles as they're people who don't even want to talk to me and don't like me. Regardless of whether they love you or not. But we imagine people this way. And we're living in that virtual reality. That is a whole dream. And within that dream, you're not even acting as yourself. You're acting as this false identity, feeling as this false identity, even embodying the mannerisms and thoughts of this false identity, kind of self-hypnosis. This happens in a daydream. And the emotional reactions you have from this software program, the negative thoughts from this program, we might try and change that. But that's like changing the display of what's on the computer screen. The real problem is that the software is just going to generate more of it. The virus is still in the computer because the core beliefs haven't changed. If you are running around and wanting to change your emotions and thoughts, you, you might as well be putting white out on your computer screen to clean it up. It's going to be about that effective because... Those thoughts and emotions are being generated from the software system that you're not looking at. And if you really want to make those changes in negative thoughts and beliefs, you've got to look at the software system, which is this false persona, the faith you put into it, and the projected virtual reality that that creates. Now, this all might be summed up with a few words like, I'm not lovable. That might be the core belief. But that belief creates this whole dream world, this virtual reality dream world that then produces the negative thoughts and emotions. When you endeavor to change a belief, it's not enough just to change the words and say, well, I'm lovable and gosh darn it, people like me. Because those are just words that describe this dream world you're in. You haven't necessarily changed the identity, how you've projected in your imagination what's going on in other people's minds. You haven't changed the framework of that belief. The framework of that belief actually exists in this whole field of imagination and is supported and given the appearance of reality by putting faith in it. So when you go to really change a belief, to really do it, you've got to take your faith out You've got to shift your perspective out of this false identity. You have to 
dissolve or detach from this field of imagination where you assume to know what's going on in other people's heads. All of those factors have to change. And then your emotions will change because you're not reacting the same way because you're not in the same virtual reality of a dream. And your thoughts change. Now, when I explain this to people and say, this is what's causing us emotional reactions and emotional suffering, is this virtual reality dream field that's driven by this software program with a fear-based belief virus or false-based belief virus. Someone has asked me, Gary, you can't tell me that what's going on with me isn't real. I really am having a breakup with my wife. I've moved out. I'm living in a separate apartment now. And I'm only seeing my kids half the time. You can't tell me that's not real. And that that's not affecting me. And my answer to that is, that is very much real. There is certainly emotional responses and experiences from something like that, some kind of major changes in our lives. And those are going to create strong emotions. I say, but what about the part where your mind imagines you're a failure as a husband? That your life is ruined, that you're going to be alone the rest of your life, that you're not lovable, that you need her to be happy, that your kid's life is ruined and they're going to be miserable the rest of their life and they're going to need therapy for the rest of their life. What about those stories that play in your mind? Are you reacting emotionally to those? He's like, yeah. How do those feel? He's like, miserable. And are those real? Are those things really true? He's like, no. Okay. So those stories, those kinds of thoughts, doomsday horrific, my life is over, I'll never be happy again. Those are beliefs. And he's reacting to those emotionally as if they were true. And that's generating the majority of his unpleasant emotions. And having an awareness and to see clearly that those are generated in this field of imagination and to separate those out from well the actual facts are yes i'm separated from my wife and i'm only seeing my kids half the time and there's emotion from that but this other stuff about my kids life being ruined that's not true all these other things about what my life is going to be going forward none of that is true i don't even know what my life is going to be going forward my mind is trying to fill in with scenarios, but it's trying to fill in scenarios from the perspective of this false identity. I'm not a lovable person. Nobody wants to be with me. That's the false projection that the software system is creating all by itself. And that's what he's reacting to emotionally. And those, and those are the negative thoughts he's having from that software system. This false belief and fear-based belief. The steps to identify 
these false and fear-based beliefs that are causing so much of our unpleasant emotional reactions are outlined in my self-mastery program on my website, pathwaytohappiness.com. It is broken down into a number of steps because as you can see, there's a number of factors involved in addressing what is this virtual world that we create. It's not enough just to change the words and try and tell ourselves, I'm a beautiful person and I'm lovable and gosh darn it, people like me. My experience is that's not enough. What you actually have to do is detach and dissolve this whole dream world, including this false identity, the false persona we've created with that I'll call ego. So fundamental to this question I want to answer today is what's wrong with me? That's the kind of question you can see is generated as a thought in reaction to how we feel. And it points us in the wrong direction. It points us to, towards looking at ourselves as the problem and reinforces this false identity of us as a broken, unlovable person. And that's one of the things that happens in this field of imagination when we believe it and we assume a false identity. The kinds of thoughts we have reinforce the very false world we've created. And so we end up asking a question like, what's wrong with me? It has us looking at this false persona identity as the problem. And it's only with awareness that you can wake up and say, you know, that false identity is not even me. That's a imagined construct of myself that I'm wearing so tightly I can't see it as something separate from my own skin. But with awareness, you learn how to peel that away and find what's underneath it all. And you find that what's underneath it all is that something genuine and authentic that's always there, that always will be there, always has been there. And that which is what you are, the essence, the core processor behind all this, is you. And you're fine. There's nothing wrong with you. You have dreams and false ideas of what you are, and you have stuff going on in your imagination that you've put faith in that's false and fear-based and lies. And it's generating a lot of negative thoughts and emotion. But underneath it all, you're fine. And when you take the steps to develop awareness, you'll see that these false and fear-based beliefs, these false ego identities are not you. You'll begin to experience yourself emotionally very differently and you'll begin to feel fine. Hope this helps clarify the lay of the land of what goes on in our imagination and belief system and why we end up with the unpleasant emotions and negative thoughts that we do. And hopefully clarifies what's involved in changing these virtual reality dream worlds. It's more than just changing thoughts and words. For practical step-by-step -step way to do this, there's a self-mastery course on my website, pathwaytohappiness.com. There's also a relationship course to help you break down the false beliefs in your relationships that are causing drama. 
You can also order my book, MindWorks, which is a guide to identifying and changing these negative thoughts, beliefs, and emotional reactions. This podcast has been about understanding beliefs and dispelling this false question that there's ever anything wrong with you. This is Gary Van Wormerdam with the Awareness and Consciousness Podcast from PathwayToHappiness.com. Thank you.